This podcast contains explicit and graphic materials not suitable for all listeners. Details and topics discussed on wine, whiskey, and murder may be triggering, harmful, or traumatizing to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Wine, Whiskey, and Murder, where we talk about nonsense and then get into the episode. As a favor, I'm going to tell you that right now we're talking about married with children. You're welcome. Enjoy the episode. Now, if you go back and look, the first season, it was the opposite. Was that? A hundred percent. I mean, it was like 1988, so it's Peg been a while. Peg was constantly, and he's like, come on, Peg. And they switched it because it was funnier. Mm-hmm. the other way around uh, or not the other yeah the other way around it was uh, like she would bend over and I would jump on her mm-hmm. jump on her jump on her and they liked they thought it was funnier if it went the other way around where Peg wanted it mm-hmm. and they stuck with it yeah there's a lot of weird video and it's kind of creepy but most people don't watch the first or second season I guess yeah um, but I mean it was over and over and over and over like at our house yeah like at our house um and oh, it uh, it was just it's weird because everybody remembers the Bundys as being like we are uh, now or like we were, or that's what they we are were so just weird seeing them like that. It was our family show. Yeah, I love the Bundys. Pretty yeah. rude stuff. Watching back at now. It has not it's, aged it well. Hurt, it has not aged well. That was really hurtful to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, I thought it was hysterical. I based my life after it. All I know is I like the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> we can redo it. You're like, you ever heard the Bundys? Like, I love the Bundys. The Bundys is not the name of the show. Married with Children. I know. I love the Bundys. I, love I know the everything song. about them. I, I know all the jokes, too, that but they're horrible. That was first Frank Sinatra song. Love and Marriage. Oh, I forgot that. Was I Frank did Sinatra. not know that was Frank Sinatra probably for the first couple of years. Really? Yeah. By yeah, the way, he has not aged well either. <laughs> he did. I'm not I'm talking about. Well, his, that, like that whole generation. The, the whole Rat Pack did. Yeah. yeah. You know? They didn't do anything that bad. Like, you know, they all did all kinds of drugs. Oh yeah. What they I mean, just like, absolutely abused women. Not like yeah. beating them up, but I mean, yeah. just like. No, but I mean, it's like if you literally just listen to music, the music is literally just downright. Yeah, it was. It, it was the. It, it is the social idea of the patriarchy came yeah. from nineteen mm-hmm. fifties music. I mean, it was just okay. reinforcing that and right. shows and everything. Right. I wouldn't go But uh, no, they they weren't all bad. Sinatra was very. He was a big advocate for equality. Yeah, he wanted to fuck each one of them. No, <laughs> as in racial <laughs> equality. Sammy did. Well, he may have been. I don't he know. Was. He was friends with Sammy. But the, and the one thing I was reading said that any given time, if you had, if you walked in on Sammy, it, he was having sex with somebody that they just met outside. Okay, but that's fine. Good for him. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that I heard that they did a lot of drugs and stuff. I don't know. I mean, I didn't like the research, and I just thought well, the drugs the, is obvious. They the women is obvious. Yeah, they said they did a lot of drugs and were womanizers. Which I mean, I'm not knocking them. I would be. <laughs> you know, hell, that's not. Kid ourselves, you know. You could be. 
go right on ahead. I said I would be. <laughs> I've put up with you for 31 years, married almost 29. If you want to give somebody else another shot, you're welcome Honey, to. that's not going to hurt me because that is like, they're going to look at me and go, he was amazing to keep for 31 years. He must be a catch. No, no it was just I was too dumb. That's what it is. The woman, after about a week, so took that Jeez, woman 31 uh, fucking years to get rid of this guy. 72 hours to figure out. He's too fucking needy. Well, if you loved me, I wouldn't be so needy. If I loved you, you would be more needy. The more I love you, the more needy you, you get. You keep, it, you keep it on a curve. So she's like... You know, so give it to me, give it to me, and then I want it, want it, want it, and then she's like, oh, all right, let's calm down, slow down, <laughs> and give it to me, give it to me. She, you know, she knows the threshold. She's smart about it. That's because it took me 29 years. <laughs> 29 long years to get it figured out. Well, I try to do what I can for you, honey. I'm sorry, I'm needy. I just love you so much. <laughs> I just wish you loved me. Oh, my God. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. <clears throat> You're listening to Wine, Whiskey, and, and murder. murder. I'm Adrian. I'm Misty. I'm Mel. And I'm Jim. Poe. Poe. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually been in my head, like, all week. I keep thinking, because the tinky winky, la, la. Dipsy and Poe. Po. <laughs> There's wrong that y'all remembered what order that goes in. Well, I mean, the song, it just stuck in your head. Yeah. And when you're forced to watch it, like... Yeah. The yeah. only time I watched Barney was when you wanted you. to watch Barney, and Barney I fucking was good. hated it. Well, I'm sure it was when you were well, four. Well, Jenna probably thought that the Teletubbies was good. One of us was right. Sorry, <laughs> Jenna. Or, or think about Brendan with bananas and pajamas. I missed that whole thing. Bananas in, in pajamas. pajamas. Are walking down, down the stairs. Bananas in pajamas, pajamas are coming, coming down in pairs. pairs. This is wrong. This, this is, is wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did not like bananas in pajamas. I did. I thought um, it was cute. The Teletubby baby is grown up and. And she's it's hot, smoking. isn't she? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, There's something like, wrong with yeah. society because, she, you like, know. you see too many of those posts of like so and so grew up. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw, I keep seeing this one post on like Facebook or whatever that's talking about um, Heidi Klum's kid. daughter. Mm-hmm. Well, she, her too, but Heidi Klum's yeah, daughter was on a yacht, and it was like all grown up on her daddy's yacht. Look at this, and I'm like, she's she looks like she's still 16. There's oh, no way gross. she's of legal age. Oh, but anyway, yeah, it's just like I don't know. That's the disgusting. The chick is old. Well, that's fine, but there's something wrong with society because that's a thing. Just like when Mary Kay and Ashley, like, they had a countdown on the internet mm-hmm. for when they turned 18 years old. Yeah, but that's creepy. That's what I'm saying. It's all creepy. <laughs> yep. He just found out that but the it's... Teletubby baby was hot because he just was reading something, an article. I that's wasn't... my point, though. Uh-huh. Why is that an article? Because you think of this as a, as, that is an infant at the time for the Teletubbies, yes. uh-huh. and it is now almost... 30 years later, they are in their late 20s. Somebody's like, do you remember the Teletubby? You're not going to believe what she looks like now, type thing. Oh, clickbait. It is. It's 1,000%. And and that's all you got to do to to draw Jim in. Mm -hmm. It's not just Jim. No, they're not making those ads just for me. Let's be honest. How many people here look at Zac Efron and think, oh my god, but 
he was on a TV show where he was a I child grew up star. With Zach Efron. So this I grew up with the Teletubby not. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I had to watch you're that a shit. Fucking liar. That's just the wrong. first movie. I see that when I, I turn saw, it around, you're like, no, 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 because you're like. I Zach. grew up with Zach Efron, and no, I don't even want to. He's he's nice looking. I just watched him in the Netflix movie for, with Ted Bundy not too long ago. Extremely Did you watch? Yeah. You've seen the one where he buffed up? Scott yeah, the, that's neighbor looking. Well, no, no, no. This is a new one where he yeah. he looks like he's deformed. I don't know what the deal is. He's, he's playing a good looking Luke Rigno, isn't he? Is that what it is? Okay. Oh, he is bulked up, yeah. like not muscular, like fit. Because it even made his like his his jaw is real big, and he look it doesn't look right. Yeah. However, people were talking about it when they sh- when you seen they seen like stills of it. Like, what has he done to his face? Mm-hmm. I think it is just for the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's weird because he's just one of the people they pick on women constantly. But for some reason, mm-hmm. this kid had your break because. Like, he goes and gets, like, probably stuff done to make him stay looking young. And you mm-hmm. look like hammered shit right after that. You know, they mm-hmm. poked you, needled you, took a sandpaper across your head. You know, whatever they do. <laughs> That's exactly know. how that works. Well, I mean, but you see women yeah. the day after they find, oh, look at how puffy she is, you know, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But anyway, they've been ragging on this poor kid um, because he was so bloated or whatever from whatever filming that he was doing. I just want to say... This was the first movie that I saw Zac Efron in. It was like a Lifetime movie. What was he, 12? Called Miracle Run, and he played a child with autism who, like, was on track team and trying to, like, go through high school. Um, but that's how I met Zac Efron. That made him through high school using Me too. And Jillian was obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. I, I also got one of the, the tees for Troy at Claire's, but then I oh, wore it God. to school one day and somebody ruined it and it looks like a UT tee. And I was like, oh, I'll never no. wear this fucking right. thing. Like I said, yeah. I think, you know, and I don't want to play with his genitalia, but I think he's a good looking guy. This is what he looks like for that movie that does not look like him. He looks like the Hulk. Yeah, and Misty said Lou Ferrigno, so that I makes mean, perfect sense. I don't sense. know. I mean, I thought that's what I, I thought it was like a gay couple or something from what I saw the ad. Okay, well, maybe it was. It's, it's something on Netflix, a movie. I mean, he has Zach's features, but see mm-hmm. how, how bloated No, he literally looks like doesn't look the right. Hulk is what he yeah, looks it like. Look the Hulk. That is called How Zach Aron got, got in Shape. For It's called Iron Claw. Oh, it's a wrestling thing. I figured it was probably <clears> something <throat> of the Netflix. But before you know that he's looking for a movie, they, they find these sto- stills mm-hmm. that they're taking... Right. And they're like, what has he done to his face? You know, poor bastard. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, and Justin Bieber was just a child when everybody started watching him. I, so, don't give me no shit over the Teletubby baby. Speaking of which, now I gotta look what she looks like. I, I love how you're trying to attack me personally. Just because you're closer. I love, and you love me. I love Justin Bieber. I was top 1%, top 0.5% fan on Spotify for years. But I don't want to fuck Justin Bieber. I just love his music. So this is not a good <laughs> argument for you, James. Pick somebody that I want to fuck instead. Like Chris Pine. <laughs> I don't... Chris Pine. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll give you a picture. But did you see the Dungeons & Dragons movie? Oh, he was in... That was that was his latest one. I don't know Chris Pine. Star yes, Trek. You do. Everybody He's knows Chris Pine. He was in Princess movies. Diaries too. Oh, now he's, he was in he's, Don't Worry Darling. Don't Worry Darling. He is uh, stupid good looking, though. He is stupid good Once looking. Once again. Yeah, I'd I... fuck Chris Pine. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. He, his his uh, dad was an actor. Uh, uh-huh. What's his name? I think it was Gregory. He was like in Chips. No, Robert. Or, Robert, Robert Pine. Pine. Okay. Yeah. That That's not a good comparison. Everybody wants to fuck him. His mom probably wants to fuck him. That's gross. Yeah, but <laughs> I, I'm just saying he is he is very, very good looking. That's also still not a good argument for you because he's older than me. He's always yeah. been older than me, so... 
the proper argument is Steven Tyler or anyone from the Rolling Stones. <laughs> All of the articles that say, look at the Rolling Stones now or look at Steven Tyler today because Steven Tyler... Oh, because they've gotten old. So that's the opposite. That's the... Yeah, see? Here comes Joel with a good argument. All right, Thank well, you, Joel. Well, Stephen Tyler wasn't very good looking to begin with. That's true. Tell us all the women he fucked. That's... I, yeah, but that's money they're fucking. They're not fucking no, his face. No, They might have <laughs> no, been. Maybe. Could have been. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work like that for men. I have never looked or, at a... It, no, there's not a rock star that's mm-hmm. ugly out there. Well, Joel, he's putting his head in his hands. He's, <laughs> he's, he's got people lined hair. up. Boy, but there is... <laughs> women will fuck an ugly guy because they're rich and they're a rock star. Men won't do that. Well, it's like that's not true. Well, no, I mean no. The, the other argument, Who? the other way to look at it, of course, the other, other thing is, of course, like Denzel Washington. Now he's a good-looking dude. Though. Yeah, what are you talking about? At eighty years old, people are however old he is. I apologize. He's probably in his sixties or seventies. Yeah, he's in his sixties. But, but again, that's the same glorification of looking. That's the thing. Yeah, is the, it's the look. At, it's yeah. the look how long. That sounds pretty fucking hot. Most men look better as they get older. Ryan Reynolds, Justin Timberlake. That's the argument. Oh my god, I love the gray. I can't wait till Joel goes gray. George Clooney. George Clooney, yeah. Now, George Clooney's looking elderly these days. He's not so looking like... Well, Denzel, though, black don't crack. That's why he looks young. That's what they say. And he does. Black he looks black don't crack. Denzel is sixty eight. I think and, people, and he could pass for fifties, no problem. Yeah. I think any darker complexion just ages yeah. better. Did you see Eddie Murphy did Saturday Night Live a year ago? And they were showing it was thirty something years yeah. between skits and they had them side mm-hmm. by side and Eddie said that. He said, What can I say? Black don't crack. You couldn't if yeah. from twenty feet mm-hmm. away you couldn't tell which one was today, which one he did yeah. uh yeah. he was doing uh uh the, the, the shit, I got a brain park. The buckwheat. Buckwheat. He was doing buckwheat, <laughs> and you know, okay, and okay. you could not tell which one was. Do you want to also mention how he's a womanizer since he wanted to throw the Rat Pack under the bus? <sighs> I'm not saying he's not, and that hooker just needed a lift. Sex worker. Oh, sex, sex worker. worker. <laughs> and I was just referring to the fact that he knocked Mel B out from the Spice Girls in LA. Has there been a blood test to prove that it's his? It's his fucking child. He's got like him. 70 children. Oh, yeah, he's got a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say he was, he's your moral compass. I'm just no. saying he aged very well. No. I also don't think he's funny. So. Now, the only white man oh. who has ever aged that you could put a side-by-side that, like, you can't... Paul Rudd! Paul yeah. Rudd. <laughs> million yeah. percent. Everyone Paul knows Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, and everybody says uh, the Matrix guy, Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. but he has aged. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I but he's, he's still good-looking. Yeah. He's aged gracefully. Yeah. But uh, Paul Rudd looks like he did Paul Rudd, Clueless. Well, you see does, the two movies yeah. they did for was a summer uh, on Netflix. They did one that was twenty oh, years uh, later. Wet, wet, hot, yeah. wet, wet hot, hot summer. Yeah. Wet hot American summer. Yeah, and yeah. they were saying all the cast members when they all got back together, they're like, "What the fuck? I look, you know, thirty years old, <laughs> or you look like soul. yeah." yeah. He, he's made a deal with Satan, <laughs> and, and he's, he's funny. He's funny. He's, he's so funny. funny. He seems like a sweet, genuinely sweet yeah, guy that you can have a beer with. I love yeah I, i'm I pretty him. sure it was on fallon that he's done a few of those like lip syncing music videos yeah. too, oh. and i love those like he did one for like dead or alive like he's done a few but like he's i just love everything he does he seems like i a love sweet to watch him dude. dance when he it's so cute he's so wholesome he i have not seen him dance it's real cute I love him. he's a good guy all right on that note what are we drinking? What are we drinking? <laughs> I'm drinking an oatmeal porter right now, but I've got whiskey saved because it was my birthday. It was, Oh, that's right. It was Jim's birthday. Let's everybody say happy birthday, Jim. Happy, happy birthday, birthday me! <laughs> Still waiting for my birthday, love. You can cut that out. 
we she won't, won't. Know. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you'll get your birthday love when we're not camping and we don't have toddlers in the bed with us. Yes, I know. Because they're responsible grandparents. We're, we're very responsible grandparents. Yeah, I know. And our kids are, grandkids are adorable. Yes, they are. They are. So, what are you guys drinking? Well, I, as I was telling Misty, um, because this case today is so terrible, I wanted to bring my very favorite wine. Um, it's not the brand that I thought it was, but it is a Riesling, and it's from the Biltmore Estate. In, oh, which is close. Yes, in Asheville, North Carolina, which is about an hour over the mountains. It's the largest <clears throat> house in America? Yes. Private home. Privately owned. Privately owned. And for $100, they'll let you look at it. They, they will. Joel and I did for Christmas a couple of years ago. And I told Missy, because she had gone with Jarrett, that if I charged a million people $100 a year to look at my house, my house would be pretty fucking big, too. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody wants to go see my well, the split level. The, v- <laughs> the Vanderbilts don't own it anymore. No. Like, oh, they lost no. all their money like yeah. years ago. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, and they do a Christmas thing too, where yeah. like at the flower thing, right? That's Once what Joel and I went to. Is the Christmas? Misty went, and it was freezing ass cold. Yeah. Um, yeah. Her and Jarrett were about to die. It was just miserable that day. Yeah. It was a school beautiful. trip. Yeah, I've never it was been. Christmas. Well, we went when I was having those stomach problems a couple of years ago. And they had like a bowling alley inside of it, swimming pool. Yeah, and I had read about it that they actually brought like everything from Italy, like oh yeah, the oh, dirt yeah. the. You know, the bricks came, got shipped in because American bricks just weren't quite good enough for the Biltmore. Mm-hmm. So they had bricks made the in Vanderbilt. Italy. The Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Biltmore's better. <laughs> I told you I didn't know much about it. I've never been. But anyway, so, about your Biltmore. They do have a winery. Stuff. They have a lot of different wines that you can get. Um, wine became a family tradition when our great-grandfather, George Vanderbilt, entertained his first guests at Biltmore in 1895. Today, the legacy of our past inspires our future as we handcraft quality wines from America's finest grapes at our estate winery. And this one is a semi-sweet, and it's balanced with tropical and jasmine aromas, notes of honey, green apple, and crisp finish. And I really like Rieslings because they're kind of citrusy. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. I want to go out and say this for the record, that I'm tickled to see it's not a screw top. And this is our second. Yeah, third. you guys are moving on. This is our third. Oh, and wow. we got another yeah. Patreon person, so that helped pay for We've this. got two more Patreons. Two yes, we, we have, have Krishana and Jason, and then my sister Kristen. Oh, thank yeah. you, Kristen. You thank you, guys. Thank you very much. You have tripled our income. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Almost paid for a bottle of wine. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go ahead and pop it. I got it started. That was a job, so. Gotta twist more. How do I? Misty has opened more than one bottle. (laughs) There we go. Fancy. Thanks, Misty. You're welcome. Finishing the job. Bringing it home. Did you mention that we are camping again? <laughs> we are camping again, so there will probably be some... Yeah, be your crickets or something outside being killed by a coyote. Yep. Or gunshots, because yep. we think we heard that a couple nights yep. ago. Or screaming because Melinda a had a huge spider man on her hip, <laughs> on her breast. Yes. It was, breast it was dead. No, it wasn't dead. It was paralyzed. because they, they have They have wasps that... Uh, yes, we learned about... Uh, uh, 
what did they call it? Rusty spider wasp. Rusty spider wasp. They paralyze them, lay their eggs on them, and then the, when the things hatch, it devours, it the, devours the poor paralyzed spider. Isn't that wonderful? Sorry to all you well, spider lovers out there, but I hate them. I turn into a 12 year old school, well, school girl when I see one. Again. Well, Not in this lot. Watch this freaking thing drag it around all day. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's see what um, you guys think. See what we think of it. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. That's yep. good. You've like had that. it before? I hadn't had the Biltmore, okay. I don't think, but I just like Riesling in general. Yeah, it's good. Very crisp. It's very crisp. So what are you drinking? Oh, that's light. That's good. Joel, keep right back. Are you? You're awful bossy. I said, could you? He can say no. Please. Say, look at that. You're going to yell at her? Oh, I said, please. Look at this stuff. I'm so excited. That's the hugest bottle of whiskey I've ever seen. I know, he was like, is this too much for Jim? And I was like, Fuck my no. God, what is that? <laughs> okay, now, this is a Christmas or a birthday present. I had gotten the ingredients for this, which was a uh, display for the liquor stores that have all the ingredients, but it is, it is a Woodford Reserve. Woodford. Kentucky Straight Bourbon. And this is like the half gallon size. This shit is <laughs> it's fucking a lot. It yeah. is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. This this thing is so well known that it doesn't even have anything on the bottle because you should know. I don't. So yeah, we will put a uh, Adrian. I'll put a link on something to tell you about it because yeah. I don't know anything about it. I just know that the bottle I have on display in the man cave is cool as shit. It is a forty five percent alcohol, so about ninety proof, and this has the batch number. Bottle number. Bottle number. And, uh, I don't know. I'm tickled to death, though. And it's got a very large cork. It does. It's mm. a fat one. And we've been saving this. It is a fat They gave it to me <laughs> two days ago, and I wanted to save it. I actually got two bottles and a smoke kit for smoking your whiskey from my sister, who is a mom. Oh, I didn't okay. know what you got now. Are you on here? I don't think so. Oh, it is, a. Uh, Somewhere here, I hope. We'll have to play with it. Yeah. 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 Well, you need butane for the, yeah. the wood chips so you can smoke your whiskey. A lot of the whiskeys I have have smoke in them already. It's peat, so there's smoky taste. That's love if she's going to buy you something. Yeah, she doesn't smoke. even like it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just remember all the millions of times you sat here and be like, good smoke, you know. I like a more yeah. smoky. I, I do, like smoke. I smoke. do like the smoke. <laughs> I don't smoke, but I do like the smoky. Oh, and I apologize for all you... This solo cup. <laughs> yeah. All you actual <laughs> whiskey drinkers that are good because we only have solo cups here. We yeah. have to bring oh, our regular cups. how much cooler that sounds. Than, I know. So, Joel and I are drinking this. Ooh. Oh. That splashed back out on him for those of you who weren't. Yeah. I'm just so <laughs> excited to, to try it. it. Oh, yeah. Smell it. This is supposed to be really good stuff. That smells so. pretty good. It does smell good. Alright, so we go. Bottoms up, boys. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Joel. It's good bourbon. It is very good bourbon. Actually, it's the best bourbon we've had so yeah. far, so. Um, how much is that? I'm not a bourbon fan. 100 bucks? I think that was 80, right? 80 bucks or so. 80 yeah. bucks. This is uh, 750. No, this is no, 1.7 millis. So that's two. I was about to say, that's way bigger. <laughs> yeah, that's humongous. Yeah. So for a 750, yeah, it would be like 40 bucks. Yeah, so this is a very large bottle. It's actually, so what I they think, drank 
on the Vampire Diaries? Oh, Lord, no. That was after the show closed. But I think <laughs> this is the same size bottle that I, I have that had the, the they, rye, yes, they always the, had bourbon, you know, which is the why they made The thing I have at the house is all the stuff to make a bottle of this. I just It's just a collector's item. You can find them on uh, eBay for about 100 bucks. I wanted to make that pop again. It wasn't we'll never get it again. No. No, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, it's just because we're missing an inch out of yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a big difference. Yep, it is. <clears throat> well, oh. I'm going to go ahead and apologize for this, yeah. guys. It's going to be a bad one. Yeah. What are we doing this on? Um, oh, and I'm also drinking a Highland Brewing Oatmeal Porter. Which is also from Asheville. Yes, this is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're ever in Asheville... Definitely get you some of that. Definitely go by. And it's in some local stores within mm-hmm. 100 miles, probably. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so just, this is a case that I have been trying to put together since my last podcast. And I had it ready to go as, like, the last episode. And I just couldn't do it, couldn't pull the trigger on it because it's so rough and... I was just overwhelmed at the time. So this has been written for six months. I've been working on it for probably a solid six months before that. And I was going to read it today. I was going to read it earlier just to kind of familiarize myself with it again because it's been so long. But I started reading it and I was like, I can only read through this one time. It's so depressing. Yeah, it's just bad. So um, we're just going to go with what I wrote. So bear with me. First and foremost, I am including a very broad trigger warning for the entirety of this episode. Today, I'm going to tell you the devastating case of a young girl from Indiana. Her name was Sylvia Likens, and this is widely regarded as the worst true crime case that has ever occurred in the state. So I've heard a a couple other podcasts cover this case, and they've always had to, like, work on it for a while before they're able to tell it. And now that my research is done, I see, like, the struggle that they all had when they were doing it. Yes, sir. Is this the one I watched that fucking sick movie on? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I know what this is. That has Jeremy something? This is just horrible. Elliot Page. Yeah. Yeah, I saw the Elliot Page one. Previously. I saw the Elliot Page one. I think Misty and I watched both of them. I had watched it one night, and I was so traumatized by it. Because the one has the girl from uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. She's the yes, she's, she's the, mom. the mom. This is the one and I'm I talking love that about. Lady, it's but... it was before it was Elliot Page. Okay, yeah, he was Elliot Page. It was when he was Ellen Page, right? As Sylvia Likens. Yeah, yeah. I, so this one's horrible. This is this bad. is probably one of the worst ones that I. I mean, just if you have any children, and we do, and grandchildren, mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's unnerving. It's very much so, and if you aren't familiar with it, you're gonna see why too. Yeah, because yeah, this, this is terrible. Yeah. The movie was terrible, so I can mm-hmm. imagine with the actual facts, because they got to, you know, to make it where it's watchable, mm-hmm. you got to dumb it down for TV, or for yeah. a movie. I, I don't think they included probably half. They probably couldn't, because this no, is No, well, because just... it would have been pornographic. It absolutely Or just a, yeah. just a gore fest, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, anyway. I think it's worse than, like, an actual snuff film, honestly. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's bad. At least some murders are over quick. This right. Woman this woman suffered, this poor girl. But, yeah. <clears throat> So, hearing it told on a couple of other shows, it's been difficult, but there's nothing really easy about true crime in general. When 
people tell you when they're telling like a story on a podcast specifically or whatever mm-hmm. that they've left out certain details because they're just too graphic and they're just so bad you can't even imagine like how bad they were. I didn't realize how bad it was until I was researching this right. and like seeing everything that was done to this poor girl. You and I had talked about the one that I'm going to do next, mm-hmm. how I thought it was horrible. And it's and bad. That, and it is bad. It's nothing compared to this. this I is... mean, actually, it should follow this just for the sheer fact that people are like, oh, that was terrible. And then look at this my This will be a light case. Yeah, this is a lighter case. Yeah. I told you I thought about doing something lighter after this one just because mm-hmm. that one troubled. I mean, the, the graphic nature of the one I did next right. was just so weird. But yeah, see, this is that mine's nothing compared to this. This just makes so, you want to like kill the, the people who did this oh, for gosh, her. Yeah. Like, because yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all still alive. Uh, yeah, it's not. Yeah, been... I, don't, I don't know and exactly, but I do know some. They, they didn't get the justice. That's what, I, that's what I remember from that movie. I don't remember uh, exactly. the details, but I, don't I remember, remember the, details the end either. of it being like, "Are you?" Kidding I'm like, me? "What mm-hmm. the fuck?" Yeah, people yeah. go to jail and stuff for longer for well, tax evasion. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about yeah. it, but it's because it it wasn't like an outright murder necessarily, right? Right. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that. It's it's yeah. pretty bad. It is bad. So it's extremely brutal and heavy, and not something that I was able to sit and just like read about for extended periods of time like I normally would. So, like the other podcasts that I've heard, I won't include every single gory detail, but be aware that that still leaves plenty of terrible facts and details. So there is still just, like, a blanket statement for, like, a trigger warning for this episode. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get started. So Sylvia Marie Likens was born on June 3rd, 1949, in Lebanon, Indiana, to parents Lester Cecil Likens and Elizabeth Betty Francis. Sylvia was the third of five children in her family, and she was actually born between, this is kind of interesting, two sets of paternal twins. Hmm. I didn't know that. I mean, that's just super rare anyways, to have multiple multiples in a family. Daniel and Diana were her older brother and sister, and they were older by two years, and she had a brother and sister, Benny and Jenny, who were a year younger than Sylvia. Um, Also, as a side note, because it's a detail you'll need later on on in the episode, Sylvia's little sister, Jenny, was actually a polio survivor, but as a result, um, she later wore a metal brace on her leg and walked with a noticeable limp. Growing up, Sylvia's parents were both carnival workers, and because of the nature of their work, the family was frequently moving during Sylvia's early life. This already made for a somewhat unstable childhood, lacking consistency or an actual routine. But Lester and Betty also pretty much always had a really unstable marriage and were pretty fraught with financial problems in general. With all of this, though, they did decide that this lifestyle was most likely not the safest lifestyle for their daughters. They're trying to look out for them. And as Sylvia and Jenny were getting older, they actually were sent by their parents to live with relatives, most often their grandmother, while they continued to travel and work with the girls' brothers. Also, the parents did want the girls to get a good education, and this was another reason they started making arrangements for them to live with relatives for the majority of the time, which I thought was a pretty cool, like, they're not just looking out for their safety, but in this time when women were still mm-hmm. not being educated, mm-hmm. 
because it was not looked at as like a necessary thing. Right. Her parents still wanted to do this and what they felt was right by them. And, and you just have to think about what they have seen mm-hmm. to then decide, okay, this, my daughters are not going to be, yeah, I have not the life for them. Yeah. 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 Cause you know, they've, they've seen some things that made them uneasy about bringing their daughters. That's right. a really well, probably and want to make a better life for them. Cause carnies aren't known for their richness. Well, yeah, they don't make definitely. A ton of money, you know, right. But there was also like, it was okay work for the boys, but it wasn't wow. for the girls. Yeah. So, at least for the time, I think it was pretty progressive yeah. of them, at least thinking about their girls. I think we'd also think differently about our sons mm-hmm. in this day and age, too. But for the time, yeah. it's pretty good. What's it? Captain Holt says on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's a gay black detective, mm-hmm. and he says he had one partner that he was not racist, but homophobic. And he was like, but in the 70s, that was pretty good. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Right. So finances were still a, of course, an issue for the family. And Sylvia would earn money for herself, actually. By the time she was a teenager, she was babysitting. She was running errands for neighbors and even doing some some chores for people like doing laundry, ironing, and other general housework, which she would also send a lot of her earnings to her parents. Oh, that's sweet. So even though the family wasn't wholly together most of the time at this point, everyone seemed to be doing what they could to make ends meet. Sylvia and her sister with their little odd jobs, and their brothers were working along alongside their parents in the carnivals. On a lighter or less serious note, many of Sylvia's friends referred to her by a nickname, which I thought was really cute. They called her Cookie. Aww. I love that. People who knew her said she was a very pre- friendly person. She was confident and lively. And of course, this is all before this story is getting started. Yeah. So that's makes it even more devastating. Um, Sylvia also really loved music, especially the Beatles, which I'm sure that speaks to us with our the music that we love just because we have such a fascination with certain musical artists. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know mine by now, you need to calm down. <laughs> You're being too loud. You also have not part. been, you've not been listening to the podcast. If you don't know, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> if, you don't, if, you don't know yours. if this is your first episode, she means Taylor Swift. Yeah. And there will be, I mean, uh, that's the only reference in this. It's because it's such a bummer case. It is just a bummer, yeah. right? It's yeah. actually a bummer thinking about it. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I, I can't make, I, there's just nothing in here that I feel that I can make light of. It's hard to make light this. of something like that. Yeah. So, um, get more if you want more. <clears throat> One thing that I thought that was also like just so pitiful was that Sylvia kept her mouth closed when she smiled because she was missing one of her top front teeth. And she would also speak to the family's financial, or this also would speak to the family's financial struggles because they were never able to afford getting a cat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just think about her being so, like, lively and confident and vivacious, but she's yeah. uncomfortable yeah, that about insecurity her teeth. Of yeah. Teeth, yeah. So she can't even, like, smile and feel okay about it. 
Um, and apparently, based on what sources said, it had been like this for years. She'd been missing this tooth for years, and she lost it playing with her siblings when she was younger. Yeah. So uh, just something broke, broke her tooth. Yeah, pretty sure a lot of people can relate to. One more thing to note about Sylvia was that she was incredibly protective of her little sister, Jenny. Again, this one was the one who had survived polio. All right. So it seems like a very resilient family, too. And they've gone through a lot of financial struggles, and they're not always together, but still very close and helpful for each other. And mm-hmm. As together as they can be, even when they're separate. There's something that the sisters, meaning Sylvia and Jenny, enjoyed doing when they could was going to the local skating rink on the weekends, which I can relate to. We had a local skating rink. And remember, Jenny had some mobility issues and she wore um, a metal brace on one of her legs. So Sylvia was just like always at her side when they would go skating to make sure that she was cared for and careful. So we're going to fast forward now to July 1965 when the case that we're talking about today actually starts. Sylvia is 16 at this time, and at that time, her parents had not been working away, so the girls were living with their parents in Indianapolis. But, like always, this would only be a temporary living arrangement, and Lester and Betty would have to get back out on the road soon and continue working. Sylvia and Jenny were actually students at the Arsenal Technical High School in this area during this time, and they had recently met two other young girls named Paula and Stephanie, who were also sisters. When Lester knew they'd be going back on the road, they needed to make arrangements for the girls. So, as Lester and Betty would be going back to the East Coast to work for the Carnival Circuit again, Lester was able to arrange with Paula and Stephanie's mom, Gertrude, to have Sylvia and Jenny stay with her family during this stint. And Gertrude promised that she would care for the girls like they were her own. And in exchange, Lester was going to send her $20 every week until he and Betty returned later that year in November. So this was July, and he was going to be returning in November. So, like four months. Lightens the mood that you had to use your fingers. Well. (laughs) (laughs) I would do the same thing. Can't be perfect. (laughs) Yeah. It's not as hard as it looks. It is. Math is hard. Just kidding. Math is hard. You can't math. So, you understand. That's why God invented calculators. That's true. So, we can't go any further yet until I tell you a little about Gertrude, just so you have some background. Gertie. Oh, this fucking woman. I hate to use the word woman, but unbelievable. Human being, person. She's a monic. She's She's a monster. She's a monster. She's a monster. Yeah. I'm really enjoying because I've got her um, name is the next thing that I say, but I had to give myself a pronunciation for her last name (laughs) (laughs) to make sure I said it right. So, Gertrude Nadine Banaszewski was born on September 19th, 1928, which would have made her almost 37 when she took in Sylvia and Jenny in 1965. So, younger than 75% of this podcast. Yeah. Um, do you have a bunch of information about her? 
I'm honestly not sure because it's been six months since I wrote this and I okay. haven't read it. Well, the only reason I was wondering is because that would be really interesting because I know mm-hmm. semi, I, I semi know what happens mm-hmm. here. I don't remember the details, and it's probably because I'm blocking it from my head. Yes, but something had to make this woman be able to do what you she does. Think. Yeah, you know, like I mean, I've got some background on her. I know that's coming up. I just don't okay. know what it is off I the just, top of my head. Yeah, I so. bet she's. I mean, there just has to be something. Most people don't normally turn out like this just because of normal circumstances. Well, this goes back to our last show where we were talking about nature versus nurture a lot. And, you know, there are some people that I think are just inherently evil. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that it happens as often as it's a combination of factors, though. Yeah. Um, Well, and two, they made it. And then this is just the movie. They made it seem like she was just overwhelmed because she Mm -hmm. had half a blue million kids she herself. Right. Well, I and also, she was and she was raising them on her own mm-hmm. and she didn't have a pot to piss in either, mm-hmm. you know, as far as Yeah, but the parents were sending her money. Well in the, well, movie. In the beginning. Yeah. In the, in the beginning. Yeah. Um wasn't she also dating like a really young grocery yes. store yeah. worker and yes. then she didn't she get like played by James Franco, Franco, I'm pretty sure. In the Frank, is that is why I remember Franco? that? I think <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was like the father of her youngest, but yeah. I think one of her daughters was also like seeing him or something. I don't know. Oh, I can't remember exactly. Are we giving yeah. away information? Are we ruining your podcast? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Like I said, there's just, there's so much information in this. And like, we're talking about the story that we're talking about today is Sylvia's. And what so we're just, talking right. about is the movie. Movies don't yeah. necessarily. And a lot you know. of this is the same, like that went on, but it's still not ruining anything. Cause right. we're just talking about like the dynamic that was going right. on in this household. Yeah. Sylvia and it was not like a to. traditional. It was not at all. at all. She yeah. had several children. Um, I think we're, I think we're going to get into like her marital situation, but who Mel is referring to was not like her husband. And right. this was a much younger man okay. that she was with <clears throat> who also knew like her daughters. I think yeah. you said she would be what? 36 now. She was, yeah, she was 36, almost 37. So younger than everyone here, except, except for Mel. Mel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so similar to Sylvia, Gertrude was the third of six kids to her parents, Hugh and Molly, who were both originally from Illinois. Um, she came from a working class family, and when she was just 11 years old, she was with her dad, who had a sudden and very unexpected heart attack, and she was she actually watched him die. Oh, oh Jesus. So there was a traumatic event in her life. This occurred when he was just 50 years old on October 5th, 1939. So again, she was 11 when that happened. At age 16, Gertrude dropped out of high school, and by age 18, she had married John Stephen Banaszewski. The couple was married for 10 years, and they had four children together before they divorced. And it probably doesn't come as much of a surprise that Gertrude's relationship with her husband wasn't all sunshine and flowers before they split. John was known to have a pretty bad temper and he would beat on his wife regularly. So what's it called? Beaten spouse syndrome or, you know, that's something that would probably battered women, battered women. women syndrome. Yeah. yeah. But now I think we call it battered spouse battered syndrome. Spouse, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because Jim's about to get better. Yeah, she, <laughs> she beats me. This is a cry for help. <laughs> help me. Don't listen. They were just telling each other how much they love each other like five No, it ago. was me saying I love she her. She said it back. Yeah, at an obligation. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so needy. We're going to... 
first Missy is going to punch you in the dick, and then I. <laughs> and then Joel will say something mean, and I'll punch him in the dick, and then Missy will. And it's not. And I'll just I'm technically it not battered because I don't complain about it. <laughs> I just take any physical contact I can get. Oh, my, oh my goodness. God. Not funny, <laughs> No, in her case, it's probably not funny. For me, I kind of dig it. Anyway, <laughs> proceed. So after Gertrude and John were divorced, Gertrude ended up marrying her second husband shortly thereafter, and this was a man named Edward Guthrie. However, this great love was also not destined to last, and the two called it quits just three months in. Jeez. That wasn't maybe love. Short, but not so sweet. Mm -hmm. That was a marriage? That was a marriage. Yeah. That's like... That's yeah. like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. such freeze. a Kim Kardashian. Well, I mean, yeah. I have ketchup in the free fridge. It's been we've had oh, longer for sure. Months. So you did just get rid of the ones from vacation last year. Yeah. So yeah, it's very yeah. short. We use ketchup so little at my house yeah. that we don't even know when we run out. I think it's so. indefinite shelf life. I think so too. That's why I don't worry about. It. It's vinegar in it. If there's yeah. vinegar in it, it's pretty. I'm gonna go with that. I, they needed some vinegar in their marriage. Because they, they needed <laughs> something. Yeah. I'd say that's Pickles. like you don't know somebody if you're going to marry them, and you get to yeah. Go did, them, how long were they like? I mean, she she's on her second. I don't know. This is her second. And husband. You, you didn't specify the times, but it was but, probably but right she said after. Very shortly after she was divorced, she married right. this other guy. Yeah, so so she was just probably all. looking for somebody to be a father to her children. Probably right. she's yeah. got four kids. Support her, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, eh. yeah. see ya. Well, he should have known that before. <laughs> He got married. Maybe she is a... Maybe she held out. Kept them hidden and kept walking one, two, (laughs) open the... The one walks by, no, that's that's Gertrude. (laughs) And then a different one walks by and then, oh, it's the same one, even though it's like five years older. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, surprise. Just kidding, I have four kids. <laughs> Imagine the Can't do anything about it now, and he's like, a uh, divorce. <laughs> I'm sure the Octomom had no problems getting a date. Yeah, until they roll up with two minivans full of kids sitting outside. They knew who she was. I'm oh, sure yeah. she could get a date. I don't know if they stayed after yeah, that. Yeah, getting married would probably be rough, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. three months. That's a three months. Ninety days. Right? It's 90 not a good marriage. <laughs> it's not a good day. Yeah, not a good marriage when you can count it in days. That's, that's very true. I I can't even count mine and Joel's. So that shows you something, right, babe? Yep. Ours is about a hundred and two thousand. I say off the top of my head. A hundred and two thousand. I have to look. He's your math whiz. So. Yeah. I don't know. That's Do you need the podcast to provide a tutor, Jim? <laughs> Is that where we're putting our Patreon on it? Jim's math tutor. Uh, I said 102, but I meant uh, yeah. 10,000. I, I was doing 102, but yeah. 10,950. It's almost 11,000. Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there. So. I can count mine, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, about 11,000 days. So, not quite even close to what I was doing. Still. We'll see how far you make it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> how many years is but that? 30. We'll be married 29. No, I mean for 102. Like Oh, it'll be 300. Right? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> again, yeah, yeah, it would be 300. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be It would be 365. 365,000, right? Sure. Next. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. 
Gertrude was clearly on a roll at this point because not long after divorcing this Guthrie guy, she actually reconciled with and remarried her first husband, John. Oh, boy. If it didn't work the first okay. time, why yeah. would you think it's going to work gonna the second I'm going to quote time? Heath Ledger here from 10 Things but I Hate About You. You're Mrs. Mel's thing. It's <laughs> yes. like my Taylor thing. Yes. Does this woman have beer-flavored nipples or something? Because of what's going on? Because <laughs> why? Great. Well, if she looked like the girl in the movie, the lady from the 40-year-old virgin, she's pretty hot. I dig it. I get it. You don't think she so? did marry her twice. Have you seen her? Would I marry her twice? No, I'm going to stick with the one I I've got <laughs> trained over here. But <laughs> well, then yeah, anybody knows that's not accurate. Uh, but uh, no, but uh, Misty wouldn't marry me twice. I don't think. No. <laughs> why get divorced? Right. I don't see why you. Yeah. I'm just going to stick Especially, it out. we got to have a short time frame here, so whatever they got divorced for the first time. Mm-hmm. Probably has not changed. Right. I Unless mean, it was a guy, because, I changed, I swear I've changed. But he did not. So. But he was definitely beating on her before. Right. So. Yeah. And that, that, to me, right there, mm-hmm. is like, but that was probably her seeking, seeking stability. Help, stability. Because she yeah. was unable to find somebody okay. else to take care of yeah, her. red flag, though, again, if they're beating the years on. that we're talking about, women are not educated this as much the as they are yeah. about, I think. Right. Because she was born in 1928, and she's um, she's about 28 at this point, because she was married to the first guy for 10 years. They got married at 18. First guy, who was also the third guy, or the third husband. Right. Third marriage, whatever. Um, So during part two of their marriage, the couple had two more children together before their relationship would officially end for good. And they divorced for a second time in 1963. So they're six. It checked my heart on the fact that they divorced twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not one to be alone for long, as we've already learned. Mm-hmm. Gertrude was then 34 or 35-ish. And just a few weeks after her second and final breakup with John, she started dating, here we go, Mel, 22-year-old Dennis Lee Wright. Ah. Uh, Good. Yeah. James Franco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's in, in the movie. In, in the, the movie. movie. <laughs> uh, see, it for me, that just seems like a total power play. Like, she's dating these men that are leaving no, oh, her. her children's age. Yeah, yes. and then well, she's like... But a young person or a young guy like that, I think, could be manipulated by... Yeah, that's what I'm an saying. An older, more mature, knows what she's doing, knows her way around mm-hmm. a dick woman. Oh, God. Not that... But you started out on the right. You started. <laughs> I went. We I derailed. Was, <laughs> I was we just, got. We got into back. like it always porn back hub to territory the, towards the end. You can cut that out to too. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a male. This guy was a male. I used to be one. You know, it makes sense to me. Joel, you're awfully quiet over there. Where the fuck are you to back me up on this? <laughs> you, know, you lead with your dick everywhere. <laughs> This is true. I, I'm going to have to agree with Jim on this. Now Joel's like, not me. I'm just going to sit over here and be quiet. I think even my parents would agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so she's with Dennis, a.k.a. James Franco. <laughs> she would eventually have one more child who was the son that she had with Dennis. And in the movie, if you watch it, like, it, literal baby. Mm-hmm. So by the time she takes in the Lycan sisters, she, seven children. she already has seven children. Oh, yes, she, exactly. I know, she, stressful. Can you imagine that? She's got seven children and she's taking in those two girls. Mm-hmm. Right. Nine kids in her house. Yeah. Yeah, we did all we could with three. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you guys had sad. three. With there you, were three in my family. There was three of you, yeah, yeah, with your mom and dad, and they didn't kill any of you guys. No. Not that we know of. I mean, yeah. there was... There was uh, probably five of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was told I was the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully mom and dad didn't do a few test runs on a couple and like, all right, now, all right, well, now we're starting out good. <laughs> we'll keep these next three. Yeah. They stopped with Jillian because apparently she was... She was perfect. Was she probably, was perfect. They achieved perfection when they got to Jillian. That's what Jillian so. likes to say. Although yeah. I do like to say I was the only one that was planned. The other two were accidents. So. <laughs> it was opposite. We were accidents. Heather was planned. Yeah. The middle was planned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were a happy accident. Why like, would we be uh, without like you, like, honey? Uh, Bob Ross says you were a happy little accident. Aww, happy, accident. happy little tree. You were a happy yeah. little tree. I use my uh, my name on space space space. space. Right, my no space. Like when you go to space force. <laughs> Maybe we need it. to we need to create that. Platform. Facebook. Facebook. That is owned oh, by on, TM, TM, TM. combination of MySpace and Facebook. No, um, on MySpace, my name was Serendipity Melinda because Serendipity was the fortunate accident. And that's oh, what I, yeah. And I was obsessed with that movie, Serendipity, with John yeah. Cusack. I was going to say John Cusack. I, I love that. John Cusack. It is so good. You don't like John Cusack? No, I like John Cusack. Oh. I just don't know who that is. It's got Kay Beckinsale in it. You've seen it, I'm sure. Yeah. He was the killer in your case yes. robert hansen yeah in that movie he plays he, has, he still hansen. hasn't seen it i haven't seen it but you don't know who john cusack is. John cusack, i, I do know him of course oh. Oh. john cusack's oh. in a lot of stuff besides that 1408 yeah. well i know um, anastasia no, his i love his sister oh, his sister is fucking hysterical oh my <laughs> god joan is joan cusack yeah. 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 she's hysterical oh my god um, but no i like Her him i just didn't know i've never seen that movie nine months nine and a half but no, nine, nine months. Nine, right. mu- nine and a half weeks? Is that where you were That was where I was going. That was the he wrong was. movie, dear. Yeah, of course he was. But I do know the one Hugh with Grant. Hugh Grant and yes. the, the pretty yeah. Julianne Moore. Julianne yeah. Moore. Yeah. I mean, yeah. she was hilarious She's so fucking funny. Movie. Yeah, she's a funny woman. Well, she's just yeah. a good actress And so is Tom Arnold. She did that one movie with... Where she doesn't speak the whole entire movie with the other comedian. One talks about sex all the time. Kathleen okay. Maddock knows that. No, no, the, the the one that did... The, oh, Kathy Griffin? No. Fuck, how could you guys not know this? The blonde girl. Oh, Chelsea Handler. <laughs> I'm running out of comedians. No, it's the, the famous one that started all the sex talk about men during her comedy show. She did Trainwrecked or something. Oh, oh Amy, Amy Schumer. Schumer. Yeah, she was in a movie with Amy Schumer where they kidnapped her uh-huh. and... Uh, the the her girlfriend <laughs> and Joan Cusack, um, in the whole thing, Joan C- Cusack is like a CIA J- a- CIA agent, and she doesn't speak through the whole movie, but she's hysterical. Anyway, she's funnier than shit. But yes, Amy she's very funny. Also, the movie. I just want to shout out John Cus- or John Joan 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 right now. We're shouting out John for Anastasia because underrated. Love, also, love that movie. Joan, I recently watched in um, Seriously? where the heart is. <laughs> And she I was do. in that, and she does not play a funny character in that. She's like a badass. No, she does bitch. like a great Joel. I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> One more time, Joel. What are you it doing? Doesn't, I'm drinking some ice. Oh. It doesn't make any noise this way. It makes noise the other way. <laughs> no noise. You see that? No noise. <laughs> oh, jeez, No, she's got range. She does. But she she's does. well known for her comedy. She does, and you do. When you think of her, you, you get 
her pigeonholed into those funny. Yeah. But she, she she's can, just she's funny. Very yeah. Her timing is amazing. John's her facial funny. Experience. He is. And, and he's I think the guy the that held the radio up. Yes, he'd say well, anything. Yeah. And say anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think That's he's the opposite. Because when, right. when I think John, I think serious. Oh, yeah. he's, but he's uh, also funny. So it's yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. Right? No, that was. Tom Cruise. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't Tom Cruise. I thought you were talking about Jerry Maguire. No, no he didn't quit. No, he that's, that's show me the money. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was that? I know what you're saying. <clears throat> this damn podcast can be four days long. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what that was. All my episodes are. <laughs> I have to edit that other one tomorrow. That's what I'm doing Good. tomorrow. Wow. I know, right? So when yeah. y'all don't see me till dinner, that's why. Well, clerks, <laughs> right? It was Clerks. I don't know. Because he was in Clerks. I don't know. I literally don't know that I've even watched that movie. I know, don't hate me for this, but... I've not seen it. I don't think I've you seen it way back in the day. Half-Baked. Half-Baked, that's it. Yeah, the Dave Chappelle. That. Dave Chappelle. I, d- I, I do know that fuck one, you, and I have seen you, that. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, I quit. <laughs> cool. Oh, that's You're right. Cool. You're cool. <laughs> I do yeah. remember that now. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I do remember that. John Cusack, right? Yeah, it was. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I got this shit. Anyways, this all started. Love you, John Cusack. How did we get here? Because he was in the in the podcast of the one that I yeah, he was Robert oh, yeah. yeah yeah but I haven't seen that one you've got to watch it there yeah. are too many there are too many squirrels in there this are way room. too many yeah. yeah it's been squirreling since mm-hmm. for an hour now it's probably good though it makes light because this is just such a horrible it case really is. Yeah. yeah so back to the awfulness yeah um so again she's got Gertrude the horrible has seven children already while she's taking in the Lycan sisters. And unfortunately, Dennis wasn't super different from Gertrude's ex-husband, John, as he, too, was very abusive with her physically. Then, shortly after she gave birth to Dennis's son, he abandoned Gertrude. She would be able to win financial support from Dennis, though, through the courts, but it wasn't much and not nearly enough. People who knew her described Gertrude's appearance as haggard. By the way, well, I can imagine. Yeah. By 1965, she was 36, five foot six, 100 pounds, single, and desperately trying to care for her seven children with what little she had. That'd be a lot of stress. Yeah, I would think so. Not an excuse for what she did. No, no nope, at all. Nope, nope. But She's a piece of shit. But still. <laughs> she, she's having a hard time. Um, she was a chain smoker also, and very evidently suffering from depression, it was believed, following her multiple failed relationships and physical traumas at the hands of her partner. Oh, shoot, and you look at hormones and mm-hmm. crap, you know, after you have kids, it oh takes my God. a couple years before you get normalized. So she's seriously postpartum at this time, oh, especially because yeah. she's just had a baby. Yeah. She also didn't have a steady job, so her income was mostly from odd jobs that she did for friends and neighbors, like sewing or cleaning. She lived with her kids in a house on East New York Street, where their monthly rent was $55 a month. And um, I actually did the the calculation on this for... um, $55 in 1965 in the United States would be about $516 in 2023. Also, streets that are named after states are usually in, like, the more poor areas of communities. So, 
it's inferred that she was most likely living in like a poverty stricken area. But a last note here is that if her rent was $55 a month and Lester Likens was going to pay her $20 a week, which would be about $187 a week now with inflation, this was going to be more than enough to cover this major expense. Of yeah, that would rent. cover almost all of it. Right. That would definitely cover all the rent, right. at least. And she got feed those seven months. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, she probably did get some support there, I would imagine. You would think. that yeah, with seven kids? Get, yeah. yeah. Seven kids, single. Yeah. She's supposed, she is getting some sort of support from Dennis, because she did go to court for that. But again, I wasn't Like child support out. type thing? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see how much it was for. Um, I did want to do the conversion on that because even initially I thought like $20 a week seemed like a pretty small amount for this time. Um, but again, I was very wrong. And with inflation, it's still crazy, especially like this last year, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So this all now brings us to July, 1965. Lester has made the arrangements for his daughters, Sylvia and Jenny, to move into the Banaszewski house following the July 4th holiday. The first few weeks of this seemed to be totally fine and normal. The kids all got along and even went to Sunday school at church together every week. Sylvia was pretty close with Stephanie, and she and Jenny helped around the house just like the rest of the kids. There seemed like there was a general, like, child-rearing discipline for the time going on with Gertrude's kids, but that was part of the, like, the everyday kind of living in the home that the Lycan sisters weren't subject to at that time. For the first couple of weeks, Lester's $20 was arriving as agreed, like clockwork, but by week three, they stopped arriving on time and were inconsistently arriving or being received at all. You said that was 180 That's monthly a week. A week, yeah, like 187. Right, right. so 720 a month. Right. That's actually a lot to think about. I mean, we make pretty decent money. I mean, for the national average, and imagine spending sending a check to somebody for almost a thousand bucks a month. I mean, eight hundred dollars a month. More but, than both of our car paint or. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That she was receiving from that guy right. or from the family. Mm-hmm. I wonder what Carney's made a week. You know, like was that half their check? I have no idea. You know. Yeah. I know. Well, you know, they don't. I I think they don't pay for anything. You know. They, right. Yeah. They just living, live there. Right. You travel with the carnival. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might have to buy the food or whatever, right. but mm-hmm. they aren't worried about. Paying a mortgage Room or rent yeah. or mm-hmm. a car payment, or, right? Yeah, right, that's true. you know those types of things, right? right. Yeah, makes sense. And then and they've got the two boys. The boys are there working, and too. the parents. So right. that's four of them working too. Mm-hmm. So and they're all working for the family mm-hmm. income. It's not just the boys are working for themselves mm-hmm. or whatever. Right. They're working right. to support the family. Yeah. So. If she was receiving it at all, uh, I'm sure that this money, that this was money Gertrude was heavily relying on. She's somebody who's not even living paycheck to paycheck. It's a day or two, you know, can make or break them. Right. When the money didn't come at the exact time she was expecting it. Exactly. Have money already spent 
that right. you knew money was coming in and then it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to keep not, now nine people alive. Right. Including yourself. Then, yeah. yeah. So ten. So ten. Yeah. yeah. So Gertrude was understandably upset by this change. But what was not understandable was what she began to do by taking out her frustrations over the matter on Sylvia and Jenny. So yes, it was both of the girls initially. This is where the abuse got started. She started by, um, she would spank the sisters, but she would do it with paddles on their bare butts. So we're not just talking about, you know, a swat with your hand, but she's making them like derobe and then using a piece of wood to hit them. It also didn't seem like Gertrude was the only one involved, even at the onset. Other kids in the home seemed to goad their mom into these beatings on the girls in one way or another. But this would quickly go from pretty aggressive and degrading spankings on Sylvia and Jenny to Gertrude shifting her focus and rage mostly on just Sylvia by about mid-August of 1965. Many believe that this began because Gertrude was jealous of Sylvia's youth, beauty, and potential. And again, this kind of like spoke to me, even though Sylvia is, you know, self-conscious about smiling because of the her missing, her missing tooth, she was still such a lively, pretty, vivacious person that people saw that and they weren't, you know, concerned about that flaw that she was so concerned about. So that just kind of spoke very loudly to me. The abuse started, of course, with the spankings, which escalated to more of beatings once Gertrude's attention had shifted to Sylvia. It was, I don't know if I know, like mention this later on, but I know when I was reading it that a big part of this was also because Sylvia would step in because she was so protective of Jenny yeah. and she didn't want Jenny and she would like offer to take her sister's place right. in these situations. Right. It would soon get turned up a notch as she would, she would starve the young girl and force her to eat spoiled food while making her watch the rest of the household eat their meals. Uh-huh. The spankings and beatings progressed and became more ruthless as Gertrude also began kicking Sylvia in the genitals. Her daughter Paula, who was at this point also pregnant, also liked to join in and would take turns with her mother in doing stuff like beating Sylvia. Soon, it wasn't just happening with Gertrude and Paula, though. On one particular instance during supper one evening, Gertrude and Paula, along with a boy who lived in the neighborhood named Randy Leper. Is this Jamie Sumter? <laughs> <laughs> prepared a hot dog specifically for Sylvia. Mm. They overloaded it with the usual condiments, drowning it in ketchup and mustard. But they added a ton of whatever spices they had in the house, and they force-fed it to her. Sylvia was unable to keep it down, and she threw it up. Oh, my God. And she was going to school yes. through all this. How did For, nobody see this? That's coming, because she's, she's going to school at first, but it doesn't last. Oh. She's not going to school by the end of it. Um, so... They force feed this and she throws it up, but in an even sicker twist, 
Gertrude then forced Sylvia to eat the regurgitated food. There's another, like, true crime story that's, like, a series of books, actually. Um, it's, they're called, the first one is called A Child Called It. Mm-hmm. And in it, they talk about how this kid was, like, starved at home. And he would eat frozen hot dogs at school. And we would come home, his mom, or his parent, I don't know who it was, um, would force them to throw up, like, give him Epicac to make sure he threw up. And when he threw up anything because they wanted him to be starving... He, they would then make them re-eat the food that they threw up. This is, I don't know. This has just always been, like, the most it's a awful thing to me. Thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. I was looking at the IMDb. Evan Peters was in the movie, too. And I oh, was he? God. <clears throat> Which I think they changed names in this. I was about to say, they were... That was long before Evan Peters was, like, who we know. Absolutely. Now. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, I think they changed names because, like, James Franco's character is Andy. Oh, yeah. And yeah, then sure Jeremy did. Sumter's character's name something different. Mm-hmm. And then Evan Peters is, yeah. So, yeah. Did they change names, like, for protecting them? I Fuck think these so, people. Yeah. Fuck them. Well, probably just legalities. That's really like, have yeah. the, the rights to. I don't see why you can't tell something if it's factual well, a lot of them mm-hmm. if it's true were, then you're not making up something you're just telling history themselves they were underage yeah. doing this torture mm-hmm. and that's just i mean they, these were neighborhood kids that mm-hmm. eventually that start joining yeah. in join in i mean mm-hmm. I, and i don't understand how don't, you get from point a to point b how do you get there i i don't get it i i, I know that when i think about like the headspace I was in, even at like 18, it's way different now. And I see the world a lot differently, but I could never have imagined wanting to participate in something that would ever hurt somebody. Another human no. as a child. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that, that's never been like something that I thought was fun. So it's I don't never been some in. People. That wasn't the cool thing. Yeah. To do. No. I don't see how anybody would ever think that that would be a fun thing to do. Mm-hmm. And even just like, this is, this is completely left field, but like, I remember being like, a teenager, like, and going to this party where all my friends were at, and then they were going around huffing air duster in a circle. Mm-hmm. And I'm even in that moment, I'm like, this is not right. So, like, mm-hmm. I didn't do it, but I, I watched everybody else partake, and I'm just like, how did we get here? <laughs> and, like, that's not abusing somebody. That is just huffing air and duster. And that's something uh, that a lot of people did. Yeah. You know, that it's is something like, that was cool. Yeah. Or, I did it with, uh, um... The cream stuff. Whipped cream. <laughs> I think that was called Whippets, though. That that was called Whippets. Yeah. It was kind of cool. <laughs> no. Don't do that, kids. We, we no. are not promoting that. No. Yeah. I just remember... My... I feel bad for all the people that bought the stuff after we had used up all the stuff in it. Oh, you did it? Like I worked people. at a store. Yeah, everybody did. We did every can we could find. Oh, my God. <laughs> so there was nothing left when they go to use the, you know, the whipped cream. They just go... <laughs> you, just, you get into this group... <laughs> I'm not your moral compass. I don't do it anymore. (laughs) I'm regretting it right now. I thought you just meant you would buy it and take it home. No, I worked at Whatever the groups do when you... 40 years ago. There is something. Well, 30 years ago. Yeah. Well, I just remember my best friend at the time. She did it. And then she sounded like a demon from hell. And I'm like, this is not something I want to be, you know, involved with. And then later on, several of those people got into legal troubles for their extracurricular activities. And I'm like... 
Made the right choice. Made the right choice. <laughs> Just for the record, no, we didn't put them back out because you have the seal you have to pull off them. But somebody there showed me and said, hey, check this out. <laughs> so from way going to sue him. No, my, it wasn't real. Well, I mean, it was real. He did it, but. Was like herd mentality. Yeah. Mob yes. mentality. Mob mentality. You know, whenever right. you get people together and then they just start feeding one person alone is different than when you get a hundred people it is you you get you get brazen you get Mm -hmm. you you know it grows you grow balls or Mm -hmm. whatever when you have people behind you with the same you hear that all the time that That people do things that you wouldn't would never do alone Mm -hmm. yeah everybody is just so shocked right that whole mob mentality Mm -hmm. you get you 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 go like in a trance Mm -hmm. and don't realize i mean you do realize but i think you you think it's okay because everybody around yeah. you thinks it's okay. They're, yeah. Right. I mean, you can even go back to, like, Nazi Germany because a lot of people have reported, you know, falling into stuff Everyone. Like I mean, there were a few sick ones. Oh, I'm there sure. were absolutely but the sick so ones. But so many people, there were people did what they were, were just, told because yeah. every, the guy next to him did what he was told. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Doesn't excuse it no, at, not all, at all, you know, mm-hmm. but, but that, that happens a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a great example. So let's see here. The last thing was Jeremy Sumter. <laughs> the guy. Well, Jeremy, Jeremy Sumter's not on my page. Jeremy Sumter's character. We got two more to do, so. I know. So, in a brief attempt to retaliate against. Don't worry, the next two will be much more fun. <laughs> I'm glad Joel finally spoke up and said something. <laughs> Didn't come to my fucking defense, but sure. <laughs> that was awkward. <laughs> I don't know what you were arguing about. I was like, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Okay. So, in a brief attempt to retaliate against the Banaszewskis, Sylvia started a rumor at school that Stephanie and Paula would have sex for money. <laughs> Which, who hasn't started a rumor? <laughs> <laughs> Not saying it's right. <laughs> but who hasn't started I, I don't think I've ever, I don't think started, I've ever started a rumor. rumor. I've, I've passed on a rumor. But I've definitely I've passed, passed a on a rumor. Yeah, yeah. most of the stuff I, I learn at work, uh, like if I'm in my office I'm at talking work. about high school, Jim. <laughs> oh, I still do it then. Yeah, I don't remember high school. That was 20 plus years ago. No, my, my oh, high God. school was 20 plus years ago. I'm going to die soon. This is terrible. 30 plus years ago. Yep. But yes, rumors still exist, but mm-hmm. I don't start yeah. them usually. Unless <laughs> I think they're funny, but I do them. perpetuate it. Yeah. And it's girl. not a rumor if it's true. We find out it's true. No, it's still a rumor. It's not a stereotype if it's true. It's, it's not a stereotype. stereotype if it's always true. That's, it's always true. That's yeah. Daniel Tosh and... We're going to see him in a month. We are going to see him. Go see Daniel if you can. He's funny. Actually, it's like literally... It's a month from Wednesday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a boy who heard this at school ended up telling Stephanie. And Stephanie would go on to confront Sylvia later at home. To which Sylvia would actually admit to having started the rumor. There was a slight altercation between the two girls who, if y'all remember, were actually good friends in the beginning. Was the rumor true? Because they no, were, they were was, needing the money. It was not. Oh. It was not true. Wow. Um, Stephanie punched Sylvia, who immediately began crying and apologizing. Then Stephanie also started to cry. And the girls seemed to have at least, like, the two of them had squashed things between each other. Uh-huh. Um, but Stephanie wouldn't be the last person to confront Sylvia about the rumor. At this time, Stephanie also had a boyfriend, 15-year-old Coy Hubbard. Mm. That was Jeremy, I think. 
perhaps you're just like, they're little, all Jeremy. they're all Jeremy's. Yeah, she's she's <laughs> Jeremy Jeremy. What was the other one? Didn't you have a twin? It was. It was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So Jeremy Sumter was my childhood crush, and I mean like that in the worst way possible. I made paper purses with his face on it and wallets, and I had like. A, a fact sheet that people would quiz me on as far as like what his birthday was, what his favorite food was, what his favorite color was. I had one of those for like Dawson's Creek. I get it. I get it. I'm glad because I've never been able to relate to anybody else on that one. No. But no. He's happily married now and has a little baby. They're cute. But... So you still remember it. Yeah, exactly. Not remember. Like, what, she what? keeps up. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. I do. No, I remember very similar like, um, when Dawson's Creek became really big, they each four had a TV guide cover. Yeah. <laughs> and I got all four of them. Who was your favorite? It was Dawson at the time. It would now be Pacey. Obviously, yeah. But, Pacey? Uh, Pacey. Oh, I never watched Joshua it. Joshua Jackson. P-A-C-E-Y. That's all my baby names. Yeah. Nobody I do it. love Pacey. <laughs> I have my name dog watched it. <laughs> Damn it, if you get a dog first. <laughs> well, I have to get you to take me to Wilmington. Yes. That's... AKA New England exactly. for Jilly. <laughs> but anyways, I had this friend who I we went to church together for a long time. He's one of the I think first people that I met when we moved to Tennessee. But I would sit with him in science class and I'd quiz him on Dawson's Creek on those covers and like Hanson. <laughs> Isn't Dawson's Creek where the Tom Cruise girl got married? Yes. yes. Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Do not refer to that poor woman no. as Tom Cruise girl just, because he scarred her for life and then left her for nothing. I don't even think he has anything to do with Surrey. He does yeah. And that's because of Scientology. It's I a cult. Get out. Now, I want to do an episode a, on Scientology. A clickbait headline or did you actually know this? Right. Everyone knows Scientology is a cult. Missy well, talks no, no, to Surrey all the time. The Surrey so. thing. That's, no, that's all facts. That's, <laughs> that's all facts. That's all facts. I don't talk to Surrey. I talk to Siri. Surrey. It's not, it's different than the iPhone thing. I don't know anything. It came out first. Her or the iPhone. I think Surrey did. I'm pretty sure Surrey did. Yeah, because it was. How old is Surrey? Joel thinks he is hilarious. I thought it was pretty damn funny. I'm a little sad I didn't come up with that. <laughs> By the way, when I was listening to the last episode, you asked Google, or no, yeah, I was listening back to my episode and you were talking about who sang that song. My Google picked up and your Google didn't do shit in the moment. Really? My Google answered me. Yeah. That's awesome. So you might want to bleep that part out for people that have Google Home whenever you're editing that, but <laughs> anyway... Koi. Okay, so 15-year-old Koi Hubbard, was, and this was a boy who lived close by. When Koi learned about the rumor and that Sylvia had been the one to start it, he physically attacked and beat her for it. And of course, Gertrude wasn't going to miss a chance to hurt Sylvia, so she also beat and paddled Sylvia as well. I'm sure that Sylvia's small attempt to get back at the family didn't help her, but it doesn't appear that Gertrude had any plans to let up on the 16-year-old at any point once the abuse and eventual torment had begun. So I know we've gone off on a lot of tangents so far during this case, as is our usual, and if you made it this far, you probably are starting to understand the heft that this one actually carries. Because this recording was so much longer and arguably more intense and upsetting than the other episodes we previously released, we decided to split this one into two parts during our editing process. 
We will release part two next week as episode 10. And again, I know we go off on a lot of tangents in general, but the next half is mostly just discussion about the case with much less chit-chat and personal input. So we thank you for listening and we thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening to Wine, Whiskey, and Murder. Our theme music is by Sam Schechter, and we release new episodes every Wednesday morning in honor of my baby girl, the most perfect little derpy dog, Wednesday, of course. Please be sure that you rate and review us on any and all platforms that you listen on. It really helps us to grow. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Audible, Amazon Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pocket Casts, Overcast, and Pandora. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or just helpful information, or you just want to interact with us, you can send us an email at winewhiskeymurderpodcast at gmail.com. Visit us and join our Facebook page at Wine, Whiskey, and Murder Podcast. And find us on TikTok also at Wine, Whiskey, and Murder Pod. Lastly, we are an independently owned and operated podcast, so if you are enjoying the show and would like to help us grow more, you can become a Patreon subscriber for just $5 a month. Just go to patreon.com, that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com, and search for our show under the name Wine, Whiskey, and Murder, and select Become a Patreon or Join to start your subscription. Thank you to everyone for your support.